We are back for another Side Draft podcast. Drew alongside Big Moose. A lot to dive into. Indianapolis 500, going to recap that briefly, uh, as well as, of course, the Coca-Cola 600, as good of a race that NASCAR could have asked for, I would say, because and we even talked about it, Big Moose, last week, where NASCAR needs to have a good showing because of they're the end. It's the trifecta. It's the greatest weekend in racing. You got Monaco, the Indy 500, and then the Coke 600. It's got to deliver better than what the All-Star Race did at Texas, and I and I think it, it, it really did. It was Memorial Day weekend, and I, I know it's typically reserved for Independence Day weekend, but there were definitely some fireworks at uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway, and I'd, I'd be lying if I didn't say, you know, there were a few times on Sunday night where I was sitting on my couch thinking, because you know, I, I woke up like 6 o'clock, had the, the smoker going, thinking... <laughs> Man, this is the greatest day in motorsports. Right. Love it. Got Monaco, got the Indy 500, got the Coke 600. We're ready to go. And then about midway through the day, I'm like, yeah, we're we're rocking. You know, we had a little bit of a hiccup this morning with the Monaco Grand Prix, but we're we're rocking. We got we got racing all day long. And then I'm sitting on my couch Sunday night watching this NASCAR race, and I'm like, we're gonna make it. This is the greatest day in motorsports, man. But yeah, no, I think I think the NASCAR Cup Series definitely delivered on Sunday night, where where they had to pick up from uh, the proverbial black eye the week before in the All Star Race. It was Texas Motor Speedway at a really similar track, even in in Charlotte. So I, the I don't, exact I, same track in a different climate. How how Texas was so bad, I don't know. But there was passing. There were dive bombs. There was pit strategy. There were there was mis- fire. There, there, there were mis- <laughs> there were mistakes on pit road. There were and the one thing that's interesting and is unique about this race is Kyle Larson first two stages. Like, this is the race worst the, the race the worst race of my life. Had it been a four hundred mile race, his race would have probably been done. And, oh, no and, and, and dare I say, they may have even have, have told him to just to come in and forget about it or just keep on running and, and live with a twenty fifth place finish or whatever. But instead. They fight back, and, and Cliff Daniels had a really good motivational speech as well within the, like, hey, dude, I don't know what the heck your problem is. We're fine. The crew's fine. We got a long way to go. Get over yourself, and we're going to be fine. And he's well, like, and, okay. And, that's, and that's, he gets up know, there and contends. That's what you hear from a championship-caliber team. <laughs> yeah. And that's what you that's what you hear from a, a well-founded team in general i mean that's hendrick motorsports in general you don't go into hendrick motorsports and and be able to take a week off here and there the expectation when you're racing for for rick hendrick is you show up or you're not going to be in a ride that's that's all there is to it because he's going to give you the equipment to be there you damn well better be there to race week in and week out there was one point where he he said i suck as well (laughs) i was looking at twitter in there and and he was like i suck i'm absolutely terrible i i I suck and it's like kyle no you don't man like calm down okay we understand this is a tough race for you but you need you need to relax i i think that there are a lot of cars that that did not reach the end of course you know chase elliott bubba wallace was running real good byron uh, multiple other other contenders as well who didn't make it as like when you get to the overtime race or the overtime the first overtime of course there was the big one there but I thought it was interesting too Bubba and Chase seemed to get hosed by the the minimum speed deal where they had issues or came down pit road addressed the needs of the car still had time on that proverbial clock that they have after an incident went back out didn't meet the minimum speed and I think that for for whatever reason they thought. They could come back down pit road and work on the car, but 
NASCAR says you have this much time. Take all of it if you want to. Take none of it. But when you go back out there, you have to meet minimum speed. Otherwise, your race is done, whether you have more time on that clock or not. And there was some confusing. It seemed confusion. It seemed with Bubba and with Chase. Like Chase was pretty pissed mm-hmm. after that all had happened because because he for whatever reason I think that whether there was a miscommunication or not, it seemed like that was one an overlying issue with, with a couple of cars and how their days ended. When the car actually themselves the car itself was okay and would have been and would have been fine, but they didn't meet the minimum speed for whatever reason, and as a result, NASCAR's like, sorry, guys, this is by the rule book. You're out. Oh, it's because they were under caution. It's because they were under caution, which which is a very gray area. It's, it's my interpretation, <laughs> anyway, is they came in, and once you start working on that car, that clock starts. Right, correct. And, and that's, that's what I... And no. then you go out there, and you start pacing. Yes, you're under yellow, so you're not going to meet minimum speed regardless. See, that, that, that's a load of crap because the, because the caution... or the the, the speed limits change though. It's not like you're there's there's not a, the minimum speed. There should be a caution minimum speed, and a er, you go through the caution when the green flag starts. That's when your minimum speed. That's begins. where you have to meet the yeah. minimum speed. Because, but they started yeah. working on the car, which means the repair clock started. Yeah, so which, I, which I, 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 I agree with you. I'm not. Crazy. I'm not arguing I, oh, with I, you I, I know. It's, I know. It's, it's a very convoluted rule. You're explaining which it is better. Why, which is why Ryan Blaney was the was the winner in in this whole instance because his crew chief his spotter they knew his car was trash it's like hey just stay out there log laps yep. we're gonna make sure that we're ahead of everybody else that was in this this crash cycle there were like 12 cars that were involved in that, that and, crash. and you gained about five at least five spots 10 spots depending on where where you're at in that just by staying out and and running laps where your car's like this and you're going, oh, that was it funny. reminded me of yeah. the old the old crab car. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> he he was crab walking Charlotte Motor Speedway. But as a result, you you get a better finish and it, it's crazy. But maybe it's just knowledge of the rules, which again, ironic that something like that comes up in the rule book because NASCAR last week uh, refused to address a rule book issue. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know. We're talking about safety here. That that again, that issue last week, and we're not going to bring it up again. Is something that's more of a problem than this week. But it ended the day for a, a, a number of cars, as did that that accident in general. A pretty crazy wreck that one. Um, in the end, Denny Hamlin wins, holds off Kyle Busch late. Denny Which we kind of knew yeah, at the beginning yeah, because Denny, Joe Gibbs was strong, and then they kind of <laughs> they kind of filtered, yeah. and then yeah, showed up with uh, with a vengeance at the end. I was. And, and, and if you think of cars that dominate, like Kyle Busch was running good, Denny was consistent, but never really got up to that top spot up until that first overtime restart, where all hell broke loose and they were four wide coming off of turn four. <laughs> and Austin Dillon sends it into the corner. I, th- I thought that Larson ha- had the race won, but Larson didn't come to the inside. He stayed out, and Austin Dillon got such a good run, he he sent it in and has somehow had it stick. I thought there, I thought he was going to wreck. Kyle Larson there, and it was going to be done. Right, but he hung on, and then Denny shoots low, and it's the four wide, and that that was insane. And then unique incident, and they talked about it a lot afterwards. I think to to Fox's credit, they explained the incident with Chris Busher and how on the turf the car still dug in, and, and it was the tire issue. Really scary. And, and they were talking about how this is nothing that should change anything with how NASCAR builds these cars. That is a no. one. That is a once in a like lifetime type of deal where the tire gets 
tie the tire breaks goes under the car and it flips it up in the like that that's not going to happen. Well, and what made it so crazy is what caused this was a safety feature on this car. There was a tether on that car to make sure that that tire doesn't go flying, <laughs> you know, into the pits or into, into the, the stands field or even. into the, yeah. you know, the catch fence or over the catch fence into the stands exactly. So what caused that tire to, or what caused that car to flip was the exact same piece or or part of the piece that was causing that tire to stay attached yep. to the vehicle. So it's it's crazy that it was a safety feature that actually caused <laughs> the vehicle to start flipping. And I don't I don't know I don't know if this makes any difference or not, but that infield grass right there at Charlotte Motor Speedway is AstroTurf. It's not actual yeah. grass, grass and dirt. So I don't know if that makes a difference as something that really <laughs> may have hooked it a little harder and and sent the car flying is as if it were dirt you know maybe it would have dug a trench and maybe it would have you know snow plowed through the dirt and and the car would have stayed on all four wheels i think that's a good point because essentially you know we see this in football a lot guys tear their tear their acls and turf can grab a little bit harder and that it you could make the comparison uh chris busher's right front tire towards acl because that's that's what happened but the way that the car is so it's so flat underneath, there's not any bumping when it with the grass. It's a completely level surface. It's all the same. I think turf is the. It's just one of those incidents that that you're like, wow, I can't believe that actually happened. Likely never going to see that again. Well, and you got to wonder how much actual traction. It, this goes back to Daytona when Kyle Busch broke both his legs in the Xfinity race there. Mm. You know, and that brought up a conversation years ago. Well, let's just do away with all the grass on all the racetracks. <laughs> And if you want to have that image there, then we'll paint the grass in. If you you know the 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 world famous grass at Daytona through the tri oval, let's just paint it green, make it concrete. That way, if you have a car that's sliding out of control, at least it's still the concrete, it's still the asphalt, it's still the hard surface, so you can still at least somewhat control the vehicle. Yeah. So, you know, does does this conversation come back up? Well, this was now AstroTurf, so how much control does your car have on, on the AstroTurf versus the asphalt versus, you know, pure pure uh, Bermuda grass? I mean, yeah, that, that's the – I don't think it's going to because I, I guess it's maybe more of a fan deal. Fans like to see cars flip upside down and all that other crap. It's entertaining. Sure. As long as the car is safe, okay, it's fine. Yeah, right. go, go on and let him barrel roll. It's fine. <laughs> Well, let's see another Clint Boyer flying through the infield with his roof or on, yeah. on his roof to finish at Daytona 500. I, I like that idea. But what I, did you count four four and a half flips for Chris Chris Busher? Was that was that what it was? I think that's what I. Got. I was surprised when when they showed the overhead view. They 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 did a, a I think it was a blimp shot, and this is after his car had flipped, and I and he was so far away from the grass. I'm like, did he really cover that much ground after he flipped? And sure, for, from that little gray spot in the infield and, and they showed the replay and I'm like, wow, he really, he covered a few hundred feet. Yeah. Barrel rolling. So I, I think well, it was, I think it was coming, four. coming through the trial over. You, yeah. You're doing 170, yeah. 180 miles an hour. And the thing that was interesting too is, but Busher, I don't think he, he never, he got hit from behind. That's how he got turned. And then he ran into Austin Dillon. His car went spinning and then through the infield sliding and then bam, it hit. That, that was a really crazy incident, but nonetheless, 600 miles later, Denny Hamlin wins. Unfortunately, <laughs> your prediction of him not making the playoff is probably done. But I was looking—I was looking at the standings yesterday, and there's drivers outside of the top 16 projected playoff where 
you can make a legitimate case that they could all win at some point. Daniel Suarez has been screwed over multiple times, I think. So has, has Tyler Reddick. I mean, they both had problems. Oh, no doubt. Um, but Daniel Suarez has run really good. Bubba Wallace has looked really strong with 23-11 lately. Austin Dillon had a great run up until he had that accident. Eric Jones has been running solid. He's been very good at, da- at Daytona. Who's to say he won't win that, that, that last race of the regular season? Chris Buescher, really good at Daytona and those uh, restrictor plate tracks. He also was running good on Sunday night. These guys are all outside of the projected 16. Guys that are in that don't have wins, among them uh, Tyler Reddick, uh, Ke- Kevin Harvick, um, Martin Truex Jr., Ryan Blaney. I mean, not to say that Ryan Blaney and Martin Truex Jr. won't get in, but if five more drivers win and Ryan Blaney and Truex Jr. are not one of them, then both of those guys are out. It doesn't matter how good their cars are, what teams they drive for or not. And that's, I think, what NASCAR really designed for the way that these playoff standings work because they're the the old head, I guess, in me wants the consistency to be rewarded. Where if you have one win and you're 20th in points, you make the playoffs. I don't. I, I I have a hard time agreeing with that. And I understand the the win deal is a big thing, but uh, Terry Labonte won the I think it was the '96 championship with one win. I think mm-hmm. and that's it. He was running top. He had so many top fives. It was insane. Right. But he never won. But he still won the championship because that consistency was rewarded. So uh, I I don't know if that it, it's not going to change anything. But the the way that NASCAR likes this with with the wins and all this stuff is. At some point, whether it's this year or sometime soon, especially with this car, we're, we're going to see a playoff at some point where there's all drivers who have won races, and there's a lot of talented drivers who haven't won, and they're missing out. Well, that's the thing. We've got we've got three months. We've got three months. What, Twelve still more races, still I think. Still yeah. racing, yeah. Eleven more, something like that. Yeah, there's there's still a bunch of races where a lot of things can change. So I mean, yeah, we we can make our. We can make our predictions, and I, I know I talk crazy sometimes with, with my guesses and my predictions. Well, you have but, to have a hot take, so that was your hot take. No, absolutely. You know, but but <laughs> there's there's a lot of stuff that can still happen, you know, and, and as you pointed yeah. out, you know, two wins, okay, you know, you're you're starting to you're starting to level off and, and Mark Garrow even brought that up earlier in the season when we had him on the podcast. You know, there's there's no need to sound the alarm, you know, he's he's a, a veteran driver, he's a seasoned driver. And, you know, there's there's no need to think that any, you know, Denny Hamlin or anybody in the Denny Hamlin camp is is raising the, the red flag or, or waving right. the white flag that there's problems within the race team because, well, it's it's early in the season and there's a lot of adjustments, not just with their team, but with all the teams, with everything that's been thrown at them this season. So, you know, it's it's one of those deals where let's let's see what happens. And, and it looks like, you know, Denny Hamlin and and Joe Gibbs in general is starting to level off. So looking at fantasy, I had a tough week. I had <laughs> so I had I had Bubba Wallace, Ryan Blaney, and William Byron all in my starting lineup. I had Austin Cinder correct out early in my garage. I had two drivers that essentially were worth any sort of points, mm. and they happened to be Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch actually. But it, <laughs> but it didn't matter because I mean had 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 Bubba or, or Blaney or what had anybody avoided that accident, even two of the three, I would have four drivers that are solid, and I might I might have finished a little bit better. But in the end, Bo, Bowtie whipped all of our tails. Jeremy comes in a second. You you come in third. I, I am in a distant. Uh, fourth place, though. So I, I think you actually, I don't know if, well, let, let me see here by the league standings. You are up on me now by two points. 
and you're in second. Jeremy is up on you by 62, up on me on 64. So Jeremy's still got that sizable lead after this week. You want to know what's infuriating? You want to know what will really irritate the life out of <laughs> Is you? Is if Bowtie comes back and wins the whole thing? Well, besides that. Okay. Besides that. After missing three weeks <laughs> of the season, and he's actually well within reach now. So I'm in two leagues. I'm in our league, and I'm in another league. <laughs> and I have a, a, a tendency of, of week in and week out making my picks, and there's this really cool feature right here, that, that little button right there that will let you copy your picks yeah. to the other league. Well, the problem is when you make your picks <laughs> and you go back and edit your picks and you forget to hit that button. Oh, so your picks were not edited. So my pick, I had, I had my first picks in my other league and I had my edited picks in our side draft podcast league. What will really make you sick? What will really agitate How the life out of you? How many did you have in the other one? 178 on my original picks before qualifying. And you had 156 in this one, so you would have come in second. And I had Chastain, yeah. Hamlin, Elliott, Truex, and Kyle Busch all racing for points. There was a point during this race where I, I as much of a Chase Elliott as I, a fan as I am, I was looking at, at the lineups and I was like, please, I, I don't need Chase to have a good finish. Like, Can we can we have something happen to him even though I... I, I really, I want to be able to win the fantasy league. That, that's, that's there's some pride that goes into that, right? Uh, and, and right now, again, there's still pl- plenty of time left to go. I don't know, but so you said that yours is locked. Mine's good. I, I can it, it I can pick the roster. Just opened as okay. we're doing this podcast. It actually just opened. Great. So, who are you taking for this week? Oh, because uh, going to Worldwide Technology Raceway. Uh, it's a new track on the cup schedule, but as you said before the podcast to me, there's a lot of familiarity with this racetrack, but we have no clue how this is going to go this week. I Personally, I'll pick. A, I'll say my lineup, but I guarantee you I change it at some point over the course of this weekend because there's more practice time given that it's a new track on the schedule. Qualifying, of course, plays, plays a role, but it'll be really interesting to see how things shake out. Well, here's, here's what I want to throw out there first because like we were talking about before we start talking about picks – is there are several cup drivers going into this weekend that not only have raced there, but have wins at Worldwide Technology Raceway, including Kevin Harvick in the 2000-2001 series. Uh, Kevin won uh, consecutive years at Gateway, including his 2001 victory, was his third and five-win season on his way to uh, his first of two Xfinity championships. Martin Truex Jr. uh, in 2004, dominated leading uh, 123 of 200 laps. Mm. Kyle Busch picked up a win in 2009 in the Xfinity Series there, uh, leading 90 laps, uh, actually beating Carl Edwards. Wow, there's a name that a lot of NASCAR fans wish would be back. The very next year, Brad Keselowski picked up a Xfinity Series win there in 2010, uh, three months after being bumped for the win at the same track by Carl Edwards. <laughs> wow. So, uh, like I said, several of these. Bubba Wallace has a 2014 Camping World Truck Series win there. He led 85 of the 160 laps. Uh, Cole Custer in 2015 uh, actually beat Eric Jones there. Eric Jones had uh, issues late in the race, and uh, Cole Custer was able to pick up the win. And then Christopher Bell in 2016 <laughs> was able to pick up a truck series win at Worldwide Technology. So like I said, a lot of cup series drivers uh, dating back, you know, over 20 years ago to even more recently, uh, 
are, are going into this this mm. this weekend with some experience of this track. Well, I said the interesting thing to me, if you were to compare this to any track on the schedule, I I would say it's a it's it's like New Hampshire, it's a lot like New Hampshire, but it's a little bit more banked. Is that the closest comparison that you would attest it to, or do you think it's more like Martinsville, or because it's long, they got longer straightaways, kind of like in New Hampshire, but. It's probably, I mean, it's different than New Hampshire, but I think out of all the tracks that I'm at least picturing in my head, that's probably the closest one. You know, if if Darlington and New Hampshire made had a, a baby, love child. <laughs> <laughs> made a baby, then we have worldwide technology. <clears throat> so, a, a, as far as your predictions, do you think that it's going to race more like a Darlington or it's going to race more like a New Hampshire in terms of because the way that I'm looking at this, when ta- when picking a lineup. Again, the, yeah, the car is different, but a niche track is a niche track. And it's a shorter track, but is this more of a if a guy's really good at Darlington but struggles at New Hampshire, is this a track that they're going to like coming to, do you think, more? Or one that they're not going to enjoy as much? Oh, gosh. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think this, honestly, I think this is going to be one of those tracks – I don't know. I don't. There, there's, there's so many unknowns. I know there's a bunch of drivers that have experience <laughs> there, but again, there's, there's so many unknowns. It's like, uh, let's, let's see. I, I definitely think it's going to be one of those that because there is a little bit more banking, yep. than there is at at New Hampshire. I mean, you, you have people like, like Matt. Think about Matt Kenseth. He used to run just dominating yeah. at New Hampshire. Nobody could keep up with Matt Kenseth at New Hampshire. I mean, he was a lock for your, your fantasy back then. So, you know, it's it's definitely going to be one of those, you know, if if you if you do well at these style tracks, but but who is that driver that does well at, at these style tracks anymore with this new car? Yeah, that's a big question. <laughs> My lineup is let, think, me, let me throw that back at you. <laughs> okay, what who who are you taking then in your lineup? Gosh. If I didn't have just 5 picks left, I'd be going with Ross Chastain because he has a 2019 Truck Series win here. You know what? Honestly, though, it could be Justin Haley that that actually gets a pick this week in the the lineup because he has a 2018 Truck Series win here. He knows how to navigate. Only led the final seven laps, but okay. it doesn't matter. I, well, I it know, doesn't right? matter. I know. It's like you <laughs> all you wanna... got to do is lead the last one. <clears throat> Christopher Bell, boy, he was he was a winner in 2016. You know, and and Christopher Bell, he's with Joe Gibbs. Okay, so Joe Gibbs is getting hot. This is subject to change. Well, okay, let, let, let we'll we'll go through the lineup in a second. But mat- matchup wise, Larson and Hamlin. I think Larson's going to want to bounce it back, but I think Denny Hamlin's been there, been really good there. Give me Larson though. Yeah, it just it seems like you know the. It seems like this being a short track, it might be something that that Larson does a little bit better at than Hamlin. Okay, I'm gonna say Hamlin for that. Byron and Chastain. I think Chastain. Chastain all, all the way. way. Yeah. Christopher Bell and Alex Bowman. Ooh, give me Bell. I'm going with Bowman. Tyler Reddick and Chase Briscoe. I want to pick Tyler Reddick, but 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 you can't rely on him to finish I, the the freaking race. That's the problem. That is a big problem right there. Um, gosh, but I don't want to. I don't want to pull for Chase Briscoe either. I'm taking Reddick. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I'm all actually right. going to agree. Lineups. I am doing a little bit different. Again, this is all subject to change, but and this is kind of based on my roster. Uh, Kyle Bush, I've got in there, but that I'm probably going to change because I've only got five usages left with him. And he's actually, you know, I'm going to do that right now because he's good at road courses. And I want, we've got enough road courses in the remainder of this schedule for the regular season. I think we got four of them, big moves, four road courses. Yes. I'm saving Chase for those. I'm saving Larson for those. And I'm saving Trex Jr. for those. At least I want to do that. All day. So based on that, I think I am taking Alex Bowman, Ross Chastain, Daniel Suarez, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney. And you might be a little bit surprised by this driver I've got in the garage. Eric Almarola won at, won at New Hampshire last year. Yep. He's traditionally good at New Hampshire. Darlington he's okay at. Similar track. I think that Eric Almarola might be a little bit of a dark horse driver to watch this week. I like I've got those. him in the garage. I really do like those. Um, and, and see, I'm, I'm <clears throat> way – I don't want to say I'm way out of line with you, but uh, going Kevin Harvick. Multi-time winner. I thought about that one. Different series, but multi-time winner here. He's due. New, 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 new car, but he is due. One hundred percent. He's due. He's got experience at this track. <laughs> if he if he qualifies in in the top five, I'm taking him. He. It, I will replace him with Ryan. I will replace him with Ryan Blaney. Christopher Bell. He's averaging twenty eight points. How many more usages do you have of him? Christopher Bell. Seven. I have five. Otherwise, I would take him. I don't know why I only have five. He's my lowest out of all the drivers. Christopher Bell, I've only got five left. This this week, with the exception of my garage driver, which I'll get to <laughs> in a second, I have Christopher Bell as my my most concerning driver with seven usages. Wow. So everybody I, still, got, like, I still have eight, eight, eight uh, Kevin Harvicks. I've got nine Bubba Wallaces. He's going in there. Okay. Uh, Eric Almarola. I still got nine <laughs> usages out of him. Justin Haley. Yeah, the first time I'm putting him in my lineup this week. <laughs> I'll put him in the Daytona, maybe. See, I think uh, Justin Haley's one of those. This is going to be a lineup that either you're you're a genius for it, or you're going to look back and be like, "Why on I'm earth?" I'm calling in sick for the why, podcast next why, week. <laughs> why did I? Why did I pick any of these guys? That, that, that's what this lineup is. I, I I like the riskiness though that you're taking with it, and and, and it preserves your. Your other and it drivers. preserves usages, but then exactly then I go to my garage and then I have Ross Chastain, which I only have five usages left. But but if he's if you're going through if you're done with stage one and he won the stage and he's dominating stage two again, oh he's in. Yeah, I, I was going to say you're, because you're, he's you're, already you're got points. He's right. already got points. Yeah. I'm putting him in. So I, I want to go through this real real quick because especially I, if Justin Haley's tanking like <laughs> with the lineups. I don't know if you're going through the same thing that I'm going through, but when I went through the schedule, they have Sonoma, they have Road America. They've got the IMS road course. They've got Watkins Glen all during the regular season before the playoffs. We have four road courses before the playoffs begin. So that that's where I, I'm I'm specializing that. Car or not, I am Chase Elliott, Kyle Bush, Martin Tricks Jr. are in for the and Kyle Larson are gonna be in for those races, guaranteed. And then how I can ma- throw them in throw them in at other places. How many races do we have left? We have uh, to go in order. This, this week at Worldwide Technology Ra- Ra- Raceway, Sonoma, Nashville, Road America, Atlanta, New Hampshire, Pocono, IMS Road Course, Michigan, Richmond, Watkins Glen, Daytona. Twelve. Twelve more races left. Two of which are quote unquote super speedways. One is actually one. Atlanta's the other one where it races like it. Right. Four road courses. 
So there are six tracks right there that, that are kind of specialties. Mm-hmm. And Pocono, very unique track. Yep. M- M- Michigan's a lot like these other tracks that we've kind of been to. It's a lot like Auto Club more than anything else, I would say, which we can re- refer back to that one. Richmond, short track. Nashville, a mix of a short track and an intermediate, but it's more of an intermediate. And then Sonoma, well, and, and, the, and the Worldwide Technology. I mean, they're... Well, the, re- the reason there's I ask is there's a of differences, but there's a lot of road courses. I was going to say the reason I have 12 races left. <laughs> I'm not in trouble by any means. I don't feel with my driver usages. I have three drivers who I only have five <laughs> left. Okay. And then everything else I have more. Everybody else I have more than five. I've got five with Christopher Bell, and he's the only driver that I've got five with. So you're even doing so, better than I am. I- I'm I'm looking, but I've got a number of drivers. Oh, I've got Cobbish with five. But I've got I've got six with like Chase, Martin Truex Jr., Byron, Larson. I've, I'm down to six on a number of drivers. Danny Hamlin. See, I even still have seven with Kyle Larson. That you're you're in a really good spot because then see what it's, you you can race him at all those road courses and then throw him in at Pocono where he dominated last year. Yep. Throw him in at a Richmond and then throw him in at at a wherever else. See, I've got Atlanta. I've got, I've got I mean, five Elliots, five Chastains, and five Truexes. <laughs> I've got six with Bush, Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano, Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick is just – he's disappointed me this year. Because he can't, he can't finish a race. That's the only problem. He, he has been – he has been – if he is – Every he, week no, he's there if and every race, blows it. If every race was through the first two stages, he would have won at least once, maybe twice, or even more than – he might be the leader in, in wins this season if it's based on the first two stages. But he can't finish a race. He, there's always something that goes wrong with him. But no, for me, so Chase Elliott, road course racer. He's going in all four road course races, and I'm probably throwing him Chase in at depending on how I am going going into. I might throw him in at Richmond or or, or New Hampshire. The right. same thing goes with because, like I said, Denny really good at road courses as well. But Chase is guaranteed for a road course. Trucks Junior is guaranteed for all the road courses. And then Larson's guaranteed for all the road courses. I have six with each of those guys, so yep. I get all four road courses and then two races. Where I, I like like this week, I need a good performance from my lineup that doesn't feature any of those guys. So in these in those three or four races where I'm not going to take any of those guys that I mentioned, I need solid races. So in a way, I'm kind of banking on something like you are this week with your lineup a little bit, right. but. You know that if you get all of those drivers to hit on the on those road courses, you're going to have a ton of points that 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 you have for those four weeks, and you set yourself up to be in a decent spot. I think that the dominance that given those drivers may have at road courses that that'll help me stay in the points enough to be in, in a comfortable position going into the playoffs. I'm just wondering I, I, again. There's more strategy down, in this than, than I thought that I would have. <laughs> <laughs> more thought provoking. I would I would give anything to get Jeremy's phone right now <laughs> and see what his drivers look like. I'm gonna have to ask him during our staff meeting here coming up. Hey Jeremy. Let me hold your phone. <laughs> What's the <laughs> what are your driver used to be? Let me ask our app. Let's compare numbers. Cause I, you know he's got a I mean I hope that he still isn't giving the excuse of I I, I just set my lineup and I I, I I don't even look at it. Like, yeah, right, don't give me that crap. I keep the same lineup and just see what happens. We we don't need that from 
from Jeremy to say that because then it makes us feel humiliating or humiliated for talking about this for 10 minutes and we're putting all this thought into it when Jeremy's picking a lineup and is done with it in, in a minute. He's turned into he's a win- shark. You realize that because he started the first five weeks. We had the same freaking lineup <laughs> and didn't change it. And now he's leading the league. <laughs> Still, we we thought we, we thought do the podcast, not you. We thought, we thought he'd be dissolved by now. Where he'd be third place off in the distance. It was, it was fun while it lasted, but twelve races left. He's hanging on. It's not fair. But, uh, winner for this week. Oh gosh, I would. I, I, mm, Cup Series driver. Can I, can I say that? <laughs> well, what, NAS, NASCAR what, wins one of the with a great showing on Sunday. <laughs> I'm going a lower. I'm going with a under, an underdog pick, but he's a legend. I'm going Kevin Harvick. See, that's let's, let's do it, Kevin. That's that's kind of what. <clears throat> that's what I was head? wanting to lean. I was wanting to say. I was wanting to say either Kevin Harvick was going to be my veteran pick. I've, I've been doing that here recently. I've been I've been I've been picking two drivers each week. <laughs> I, I did it last Kevin, week. Kevin Harvick is my veteran driver, and Justin Haley is going to be my my to win? my long shot. Okay, I'm I'm taking Harvick and then Suarez. Okay, I have two. Ooh, I have Suarez, Suarez is due too. He's he's he, uh. he's absolutely him. Reddick. Well, I don't even know if Reddick's due because in a way it's kind of like at least Suarez is finishing the races, but he's been screwed over too a little bit. I would say Reddick and Suarez are the most due. Kevin Harvick is is also due because he hasn't won in. What seems like forever now. What's got to be going through his head, though? Kev- Kevin Harvick? No, no, Suarez. <clears throat> looking, looking at your teammate. He's contending in every race, and meanwhile, you're you're running well, but... Getting caught up in, in you're, bad luck. You're caught luck. up in everything. Yeah. In a way, like you don't want to be jealous, but at the same time, it's like, dude, I really wish that I had your, your luck yeah. in this situation. Because I, I, mean, I think Ross's it would be awesome. mom brought watermelons to the shop the other day for crying out loud. If yeah. I'm, as far as if I'm Suarez, to... I'm, I'm, I'm eating yeah. watermelons like crazy just to, to try and channel that, that chastain <laughs> luck. Channel that, <laughs> channel that luck. So, look, I think it's going to be a fun race, though, this week. It'll be interesting to see what happens. It's a really quick race, too, 300 miles. Yeah, it's I, be... At that track, 240 laps is going to go by very quickly. It's going to be flying. Which is probably a good thing after as long of a race as the Coke 600 is. Like, hey, we're going to have a quick race. It's going to be. What was the official time? Like five and a half hours? Five hours and 13 minutes, which isn't the longest one, according to Mike Joy. He said one Coke 600 went five and a half hours or five hours and 33 minutes, which we nearly got there. But um, in the end. I think if we would have gotten one more overtime, we would have got there. (laughs) Yeah, probably. But anyways, that's going to do it for the podcast. Catch us wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, wherever else you uh, find your podcast. Thank you for so much for tuning in. Next week, we'll recap the race at Worldwide Technology Raceway and look ahead to another road course on the calendar in Sonoma. Till then, catch you next week.